0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Limitless podcast here on PDRL Media. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Frost, and beside me virtually uh, is none other than Bryce Crane. Bryce, we've been talking about this for a little bit of time. It's uh, it's great to jump on the mic and, uh, yeah, talk a little bit of footy.
1: Yeah, I'm keen. it um got some pretty, pretty good uh, plans ahead and, uh, yeah, can't wait to get into it.
0: Yeah, so look, this is going to be a little bit of a different show. We've got plenty of uh, content headed your way. Uh, Myself and Bryce will obviously give you a little bit of an insight into ourselves, uh, the beloved sport that we play, our competition, but also uh, a lot of you would have arrived here to listen to us talk about our beloved NRL and rugby leagues. We'll be diving into that as well. Bryce, let's kick it off and just um, yeah tell our listeners a little bit about ourselves um might might start with yourself so yeah just a little bit of background on 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 you
1: yeah so um been playing uh, rugby league since i was four and a half years old growing up um played for my local team rolling jets as i got older uh, i was picked up by the uh, west tiger system signed by tigers when i was about 15 played howell maths and fd ball for the magpies and then um When I was 18, I was in a pretty bad uh, rugby league accident that resulted in uh, paralyzing my right arm. Yeah, it took me a couple, about a year or so, and then, yeah, found PDR, Physical Disability Rugby League, and uh, got back into playing footy again.
0: Yeah, Bryce, you know, and this is going to be a cool podcast because we are rivals. We play on opposing teams in our competition, so there's plenty of time for for banter, but uh yeah Bryce is uh underselling himself a little bit an absolute star of our game um and yeah really looking forward to you know digging into that a little bit more Bryce and um sharing more of your story because it is an absolute remarkable one um and I say you're an incredible player because uh yeah I've witnessed it firsthand yeah you, you may have obviously you you've had your injury um but yeah it hasn't hurt that step of yours my friend my god uh price awesome stuff look myself dan frost yeah um rugby league tragic you know like you know i'm a kid from newcastle hunter valley area that just grew up and it, it it's really hard to explain unless you're talking to rugby league people but you know, there's people that just casually watch rugby league, but then there's others that just know that they're going to play it. And it's hard to put that into words, but I always knew I was going to play. Um, but I was diagnosed with a rare uh, bone condition called MHE. Uh, it's where you get one or two tumors that grow throughout your body. And fortunately, I'm Australia's uh, worst case with 200 from head to toe. So I've had about 40 orthopedic surgeries throughout my uh, life. And uh, the one that really did me in, in terms of, um, you know, sort of, you know, even dreaming about professional football was a spinal fusion uh, at the age of ten. So I was told very early on that you know uh, that wasn't going to be a possibility for me. So you know, we'll we'll talk more about ourselves and our stories, but you know, it's really difficult. You know, it's really difficult. Would I would would I change things? You know, because a lot of things have happened uh, when I wasn't exploring professional rugby league, but um, similar to Bryce, uh, stumbled across across this competition That we both play in uh, PDRL, and it's um, yeah, it's 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 been pretty special, and we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. So a little bit of a tease there, but we'll be uh, yeah sharing a little bit more, and uh, yeah, plenty of banter as well as we continue to compete against each other on the rugby league field. All right, Bryce, let's dive into NRL rugby league. I mean, I don't know about you, but that off season just felt like it just dragged forever. um, but you know, you, you you look at the competition now, round six, uh it's starting to move along quite quickly. Um, but again, let's let's share a little bit more about ourselves. Who is your favorite team uh, and who's your favorite player?
1: Uh well I support the the Sydney Roosters, um, the team that you're currently playing in the PDRL, but favorite player. Oh, I don't know, it varies, you know. You've got your James Durst goes them tall players in the comp, and then you've got your your Tom, your, your Tom your Turbos, and, yeah, those type of fullbacks so I definitely, definitely enjoy watching.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it must be hard being a, a Roosters supporter because you've only got 30, you know, <laughs> amazing players that uh anyway, a few sombrero jokes to throw in there. But, no, uh, a little bit jealous of the team that you support, to be honest. Um, uh, A lot of success, and, you know, when they're the not...
1: Wagon, by the way.
0: Yeah, not yeah yeah well we'll uh yeah well let, let's share my my team uh and that is yeah. the Newcastle knights uh hence you can hit you can hear the pain in my voice right like being a Newcastle boy um you know I was thinking about it earlier like i can't complain too much i got a couple of premierships throughout my life uh Eels fans haven't been so lucky but bryce it has been it's been a challenge mate you know there, there's some, Sundays where you just you turn on the TV and you just know what's going to happen, but you tune in anyway. It's uh, it's 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 absolute torture. But uh, yeah, yeah Any...
1: Look looking as positive.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. And when they win, you, you you're surprised. You fall off your chair. So uh, yeah, Newcastle Knights are my favorite team. Uh, favorite player, you know, obviously I'm going to say KP. Um, you know, he's our out and out star. Talk talk more about this in future episodes. But I really feel like he saved the Newcastle Knights franchise. I don't like to be too over dramatic, but I've seen and I've lived through the dark ages where the Knights have not had a marquee player. It is not pleasant. So I, I cannot fathom why Kalen Ponga re-signed with the Newcastle Knights. I I, I really felt like we were going to lose him. And uh the fact that he signed on is just incredible for the Knights. And obviously now he's going through his challenges with uh with concussions. So yeah, just want to see him get back on the field and um yeah, he he's uh, he's a pleasure to watch, that's for sure. And and just like a little bit of a mention there to Jackson Hastings as well. I I, yeah. I love I love a battler, and uh, you know he's a, he's a halfback that I've always followed, and um, he's got a really cool story as well. So um, yeah, uh, very very happy that uh, the Tigers. What's doing? What, what are you doing? Letting <laughs> letting Hastings. Yeah. That was uh, that was bold, but anyway, yeah. New, Newcastle will uh, will take advantage of that. Uh all right. Well, you know, let's think a little bit more broader. Obviously, we've been following this thing since forever. Uh who is your GOAT, in your opinion? Who is the greatest player to have played this game?
1: Well, it's it hard to, to look by Cam Smith. It's you know, you've got your gener- generational players like your Greg Ingalls', Mitchell. But some of that's just as consistent and as influential as as Cam Smith in the game, I can't really put anyone above him. So even though he's a Queenslander and a storm play yeah. which is tough to really to say, but he's a, he, he's up there. Some honorable mentions is like, you know, got your Joey Jones and, and boys like that. But yeah, for me, Cam Smith is probably, probably the GOAT.
0: Yeah. Look, it's a pretty good call. Hey, I've been doing this sports media thing for a little bit of time. Been on a few little pod, podcasts with my mate, Jamie Soward. and I think on the, I think on one of our pods, the Sweet and sour podcast, when when we're running, uh, he pinned me down and he said, you know, come on, who's your go, Cam Smith or Joey? Now, you know, there might be someone that that dives through that catalogue and gets gets a, an answer. But um, you know, I that that's they're the two that I that I keep going backwards and forwards. And and I think, you know, he asked me that question, you know, right when Cam retired, all the emotion, you know, all the all you know, there's there's so much in and around Cam at the time, but uh Look, I'll do the right thing and I'll stick with my man Joey Johns. But I tell you what, it 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 is really, really close, and and it's a really, it's a really good debate because I think it comes down to like longevity. You know, the thing with Cam Smith is he played for yeah. so long at such a high level, achieved everything. Whereas Joey, you know, obviously you know finished up with his injuries and things like that. But at his absolute peak you know, the, 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 the guy was, the guy was dangerous. The guy was deadly uh, pair, pair him against Cam Smith. And I think, um I think Joey probably gets the chocolates on the day, but anyway, that's a really good debate. So I'm Joey, you're Cam Smith. We might revisit that a little bit later and really try yeah. and uh, flesh that out. But t- Hey, you know, you look at some of these modern day players and uh, you know, can they kind of be in that conversation longer term? I guess that's my next question. Who is the best player in season 2023? And it's been a weird I don't know about you, yeah. but it's it's been a weird start to the season. Like the salary caps I've biting, yeah. So so, who do you think is the best player so far this year? Uh,
1: I'd I'd probably say most informed at the moment, probably Payne half you know, That Brisbane team is looking, you know, they're they're a young team and they're exciting. They're playing some exciting footy. So see Payne half in the middle there, just ripping and tearing. Um, yeah, I reckon he's probably in my eyes one of the most informed players in the comp at the moment
0: what do you think makes him different because it's like watching you know you go down and watch Junior rugby league and there's that one big yeah. body player who just absolutely dominates it at you know it's like that but at the NRL level like for those that are playing along at home the NRL is the it's the, it's the, it's a, it's the best of the best you know this is the best competition in the entire world and Payne, he's just skiddling blokes at the moment it's it's ridiculous
1: he's yeah, it, it, so big but I think he's fitness. Like he, he he's you know, hearing at train that he's he's one of the fittest blokes at, at the Broncos is crazy for a, uh someone that's the sheer size that he has, but yeah, having him run that yeah would be uh would be a sight.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's really impressive with him is his motor. Like, you know, obviously during his earlier years he was playing incredible minutes. Um and, you know, I, I grew up through the era of like stacking your bench with forwards you know because your props would just go out there and they would just rip and tear for you know these shorter periods of time and they'd come off you know and just to sort of you know the the last sort of decade or so start to see some of these forwards that really just punch out 80 minutes you know you pour gallons and things like that it's it's just incredible and and then I think what Payne Huss has done is like yes he's playing all of those minutes but he's playing at such an elite level And and then, and then what the the other side of his game that we're starting to see with quite a few forwards in the competition is what's with their ball playing? Like, you know, these guys are starting to get a little clutch. Like, if things are looking, you know, if a set's going a little bit sideways, it's, 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 yes, it's the meters, absolutely. But, man, Payne and a few others, they've got some football behind them as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, you just look at the game, you know, the game Payne from years ago. So having these, these front rollers, these, the ball playing lock is is important, especially if you're playing that, that style of footy. It's important to have that I guess that link in the middle that can connect each each side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, uh, another local, Newcastle Junior. So not salty about that at all. <laughs> um, wish pain all, all the all the very best. Oh mate, there's a list of them. There there is an absolute list of them. Uh who is the best player in season twenty twenty three? Look, you know, there's Again, the the ladder really has been flipped. So this is this is a great year of rugby league. You know, there was a few years there where, you know, the top teams were, were winning every single week, and there was there was definitely um, some bottom feeders. But you know, it, most games are very very competitive. We know the Tigers are struggling a little bit at the moment, um, but there's certainly yeah. quite a few players. Look, I I'd probably say, you know, neck and neck. I'd, I'd probably go Nathan Cleary just at uh, just but I tell you what Nico Hines is right there um honorable mention with my my mate uh, Cam Munster is, as well he's uh he's an absolute pest and uh, a, a confusing player to, to watch and analyze you know you think about being a junior rugby league player and turning on the Cam Munster tape I don't know how beneficial that would be because it just doesn't look like he knows what his next move is um but yeah in terms of my best player look yeah I, I've it's it's difficult to go against Nico Hines. Would, before we talk about Cleary, Bryce, what, what's your what's your thoughts on Nico? I mean, did you predict this would happen when he moved to the Sharks? I mean, a talented kid from the Storm, but it, this is this is a bit different, right?
1: Yeah, well, I knew he was gonna he, he, he was gonna play well, but I didn't expect him to have a season like he did last year. Get dalian play of the year and and having those injuries at the start of the year only and then coming back and performing like that you know I definitely didn't think he was he didn't come back like that but he's proven it's wrong and yeah he's just playing some great footy and just come from the the storm system to to canal and implementing you know that that form he's in is is impressive yeah
0: it's uh it really is and uh, you know he like Jerome Hughes, those types of players get bonus points for me when halfback wasn't their junior position, Yeah, yeah you know, because it. like halfback is ridiculous at the best of times, you know, local A grade, let alone trying to do that in the NRL. The fact that Nico Hines just casually puts on the number seven jersey, figures it out and becomes elite and one of the best in the game. It's its absolutely ridiculous. The, the other side of it I often yeah. think about is what would it be like to be an opposition player coming up against Nico? Because he's the nicest bloke. Well, he's the nicest bloke in rugby league. Is he is he one of the nicest bloke in Australia? Probably. So how do you, you know what I mean? How do you how do you sort of switch that off and be like, you know, let's let let's end this guy if he if he makes a silly run? So yeah, Nico Hines, a little bit of a shout-out there, but best player. Yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna, you know, keep keep the respect there for Nathan Cleary. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, in Australia, we've got a little bit of tall poppy syndrome where some of the best yeah. players in the game, people just get sick of them. You know, Cam Smith copped it. Tedesco cops so much shade, you know. Everyone is so sick of Tedesco. They, it's Sawali, it's Manu, it's anyway, you know, it's, it's it's all these younger players, and Tedesco is just an absolute star. And I feel like Nathan Cleary, you know, he's um obviously been, been one of the elite players in our game, and is starting to get to get um, tarnished with that brush. But the reason why I put him in uh, as as to be one of the best players is because he hasn't had it so easy. Like a, a few of those changes to the squad, losing Appy. Uh, you know, obviously kick out on the other side. Penrith just haven't really felt like Penrith that they, they don't look invincible. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, it's just put a little bit more pressure on Nathan. Um, but the reason why Nico's just there as well is I'd like to see Cleary just do a little bit more, um, like, you know, that, that kicking game, I, you know, I, anyway, I, I think Nathan's, you know, he's going to be sort of trying to round himself into his best form um, come state of origin, but I still think he's the best player in the game at the moment. Yeah.
1: Going back to that tour, Poppy Syndrome, Penrith, they, they cop it a lot because of, I guess, their confidence and the way they play. Some of the reporters obviously don't like how confident they are. And and uh, I guess Nathan being the, the the best player in the team, he he'll cop that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do you remember when they were coming through and everyone loved them? You know what I mean? It would be like, I don't know, the, the, the Dolphins are a little bit of an extreme example, but... It would be like, uh, yeah, you know, like a Dolphins type franchise, you know, and everyone just gets behind them, and you know, like, and, and then as soon as they become successful, it's like, okay, that, that's cute, but you know, cut the shit now, like, you, you know, let, let's give some other people yeah. an opportunity. So, um, and then, yeah, just that 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 sort of that cultural side and that uh, that swag that they that they have. I mean, Luai Critter. So I just, I love it. I just think it just brings so much personality to our sport and I'm a massive American sports fan and uh, yeah, you know, there's just periods where some of our Aussie sports can just get a little bit vanilla. I I, I love some of the, some of that in our game. So yeah, great to see Penrith uh, bringing that to the sport for sure. All right, well, uh, so we've covered our best players. Well, let's dive into our Limitless Game of the Week. So this is where we look ahead to the round uh, coming up, round six, and we try and preview, I guess, the blockbuster of the round. Now, Bryce, this is going to be a little bit difficult to do because there's often quite a few good games. But this week, we're going to head to Bondi, uh, your boys, uh, the Sydney Roosters. They've got a really interesting game this week as they travel down to Melbourne to take on the Storm. Um yeah, I guess talk to me a little bit about, you know, your thoughts on the Roosters season so far, and then we can, um, yeah, t- touch on the storm shortly. But, yeah, let, let's stick with the roosters.
1: Yeah, well, the roosters are notoriously known as slow um, starters. So I feel like we're starting to hit a bit of form and, and uh, really get those connections back. But, um, yeah, this week having, having Teddy out, having that argument, either Joey Manu or Swali, but, um, yeah, it has to be Manu. He's played there, played there longer, and he he just performs every single time he, he gets put back there. But it's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, Storm have close to close to a lot of the had a lot of their boys back, you know, get Hughes and Munster back in the halves together. So it's gonna be interesting to see um how Storm go. You know, they've they've also had a bit of a up and down start this the so, season too.
0: They're so different, aren't they? They're a very very different team, but. Yeah, your Roosters. I mean, it, I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, my little uh, Newcastle Knights franchise likes to sort of pinch a few of your players. I know the Roosters cop a lot in recruitment about, you know, they get everyone, but we just sit back and, you know, we kind of pinch a lot of your players, you know, Mitchell Pierce, uh, Sean Kenny Dow, you know, Aiden Guerra. After, yeah, yeah, there was a period there even, where we, uh, yeah, we'd say, so anyway, any players you're not using, mate, just let me know. Um, I'll contact the club and we'll get them down there. I say that to say this. Joey Manu, I mean, you know, take your rooster's hat off for a moment. I mean, if he did play in this fullback position, we saw what he did at the World Cup. Um, again, you're not going to find anyone that, you know, doesn't love Teddy as much as me. He's an amazing player. He's the captain of our state. But, yeah, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts on Manu? Like, if, if he was to play a career at fullback, maybe for another club, where, where where do you think he could get to in terms of his career? He's a He's a special player.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see how he hasn't, Moved on. You know, I think he enjoys playing fullback. That's interesting um how... I'm pretty sure clubs are throwing big cash at him, but I guess he just, you know, loves the loves the roosters, you know. <laughs> why not? I a couple of before he, uh, he moves on. But, yeah, he could easily go to any other club and, and become one of the top three fullbacks in, in the comp, I reckon. So, yeah, it is interesting. I feel like in a couple of years, we'll definitely it's definitely going to, that problem will arise to see what's going to happen, yeah, see mate. what Teddy does and see if he, he moves on or he, he stays with the Roosters. First world problems, isn't it?
0: But, you know, you think about what he could do from a legacy perspective. He could go down as easily one of the best Kiwi fullbacks. There's been some special ones, you know, RTS, you know, he's doing his thing yep. over in Union, but he's pretty special. I don't know. I just think Manu, if he yeah, he he's definitely, he's got the opportunity uh, to be something really, really special. And Sueli, he just takes all the, he's taking all the air out of the room at the moment. Obviously he's taking a lot of media hits, you know, with the rugby yeah. stuff. But again, it's really important that we don't overlook some of the stars in the, in the, in the tricolors um, squad and Manu come Manu coming back. I think um, I think it's a really, really good one. Hey, listen, um, let's talk about your halves, uh, Kiri and Walker. Really, really interesting, isn't it? Like obviously Kiri pretty underrated, I guess, you know, like you, you, you know, you talk Munster, you talk, monster, you talk Nathan Cleary, you talk all of the the gun halves. I mean, Luke Keary, mate, he, he's just been a winner his entire career. He's obviously had a few issues with head knocks and things like that. But, yeah, talk to me. You know, talk up your 5'8". Talk to me a little bit about Keary because he, you know, he's he's not in the papers a lot, but he knows how to win a game of football.
1: Yeah, well, when he had that, those breakout seasons with, with uh Crong next to him and stuff like that. But then last year with the head knocks, you know, on and off the field, it definitely... It's taken a toll, but yeah, he started this year. Like the Roosters, is probably a bit of a slow start, but he's starting to hit some form. And, um, yeah, it's interesting to, to see him get out there with Walker. You know, it's the, they're, they're both, I don't know, they're, I feel like they're both the smaller halves. So, teams definitely like to target, target on the edges. But, um, yeah, Kiri's, yeah, he's a, he's a really good footy player, you know, he's, um, knows what to do, and, um, yeah, I'm keen to see how he matches up against um you this week.
0: As someone that's uh, five foot seven, although I tell people five foot eight, but anyway, i, I I'm not exactly there. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right, around the small halves, it's really interesting, you know because if you sat there at the rep table, you know and you're putting a team together, you know th- these are types of the things that you're really looking at, body shape, sizes, and you'd probably avoid having two small halves, but, you know the Roosters. You know Kyrie and Walker. They've just got so much talent, um, and they just demand selection. And I think they're going to be there for for quite a while. Hey, talk to me about Walker. I mean, he's still very, very young. Um, you guys would be pretty close in age, I'd imagine. Yeah, talk to me. I, I guess talk to me about his game. Like, what, what, what is it about his game at such a young age that sort of impresses you?
1: Yeah, well, I think we're the same age, so it, it is. It, it, I guess growing up and playing in those junior rep systems, you do get sort of taught how to play structured, but he definitely has that that eyes up footy and um we'll have a crack and we'll play I guess outside the box, sort of like the the care monsters and stuff like that. but so to see him perform and um playing eyes up footy is uh you know I guess it's a it's uh, it's it, it, it's good to see. I think it's needed
0: to, to keep pace with the coach, right? Like Robbo, you know, I know Robbo from, uh, you know, he, he is just, he's so analytical. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he's just yeah. such a savant of the game of rugby league that if you're stepping in and you're running his, his football team, you, you're going to have to be able to keep pace mentally. So I think there's just this incredible football IQ there with Walker. Obviously the genetics are there as well. And you're right. Like, he's not someone that just gets plastered on an edge and just passes and kicks and just goes through the motions, you know, and, and then you, you can't help but also think with a lot of these young players add five years onto him, you know what I mean? Like where, where's, where's he going to be in five years? It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, look
1: at him now. You definitely see the, the confidence he has, as a 20, I think he's 20. 20 Twenty-year-old out there, playing at the highest level, first grade against you know, some of the best athletes yeah. in the country. So. And hey, yeah, he's, t- cool
0: to he's tough too. you know, like he's got targeted, you know, and you, and you think about what the, know. you know, we don't really have the mics on the field to really pick this up, but there would be some of the biggest baddest forwards that would literally be vocalizing to him. I, I, you know, you are mine. Like I'm coming after you and he just, and his defense has picked up this year. So yeah, what, what a tough player. Absolutely. Hey, we've, we've spoken about a few stars. Is there any sort of not battlers, but battlers in the Roosters team that you, you sort of, sort of follow and you you like because, you know, obviously you've got you got a few flashy players there, but there's a couple of sort of grubs, and I say that in the best possible way, a few battlers
1: in your squad. anyone
0: that sort of yeah. comes to mind?
1: Well, like, you know, everyone every single person out there hates hard grades. Yeah. But, um, having him on your team is he's, he, he's someone he's an asset to the, to the team. And having, you know, Brandon Smith back uh, over the tricolors, it's uh it's good to see them too uh, together, especially if you watch that South game when that first uh, ten or so minutes when they'll I think we're we'll getting absolutely build through the middle, and then seeing them two come on and the whole momentum change, it's um it's great to have plays like that in your team, and obviously everyone else hates them, but everyone every team at the grub and and you love your own grub, but you obviously hate everyone else's.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, because that's the thing, like, you know, the Roosters have been seen as this silky team with a lot of flashy players. But underneath that is like a real, you know, some players that are really, really tough. And yeah, JWH, he sort of leads it. I mean, imagine upsetting him. I just, that's just not something you'd want to do. Like, I just think that, uh, all right, there's your love for your Roosters. Um, Yeah, a pretty pretty handy football team, to be fair. Um, But they've got to go down to Melbourne. Uh, They've got to go down to Melbourne. But, you know, this isn't, you know, we spoke about it earlier. This isn't the Melbourne that me and you you have uh, grown up watching. Um, they look vulnerable. Yeah. They look vulnerable. Um, but one of the things that I love about rugby league, and we'll get we'll get more into it in future episodes, is around team building and how clubs are going about sort of building teams. Because theoretically, everyone's got the same cash to play with from a salary cap perspective. Melbourne have just gone, right, we, we are going to put all of our money into our spine. So Pappy, uh, Munster, Hughes, Grant, Uh, and then we're just going to figure out everything else. Now, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that approach because it's great. Those players are unbelievable, but they've been a little bit vulnerable this year.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, having a few of those big players leave or retire over the years and for the things of Storm, they just have such good recruitment. But yeah, I think, you know, having a few injuries here, having a mix-up in your halves, even though, you know, Jonah Pezzik coming in, he's, he looks like a similar player to, you know, Sammy Walker, eyes-up footy-top top player. But, yeah, obviously, um, having a mix-up, not having those IQs in Munster together for the first bit of the season uh, definitely disrupts the the connection in the, in the team. And, yeah, hopefully they can just... At poor Melbourne, film, hopefully they can stick with this team and start building for towards the, towards the future. And, and, yeah, they'll definitely... I'm good. It's, it's Melbourne Filmer got Craig Bellamy there and that's good uh, talent coming up. So
0: yeah. It's, I guess
1: it's, it's important to have that spine consistent.
0: Every year, you know, when Melbourne were successful, there was like one or two, we 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 use the word battlers, right? Like we you know, a couple of guys on just minimum contracts and, you know, look at these guys go like, you know, I don't know a few random names come to mind um, mostly because they were ex-knights players, Clint Newton, Adam Woolno, Uh, you know, there's it's yeah. just battlers, right? um if if this team does something special this year I think it's going to be incredible. I'm gonna read out a few names here you already Tom Eisenhuth, Alec McDonald, Ronson Garlick, Joshy King in, in Newcastle Hunter Valley boy um you know you've got Trent there it, you know what I mean like it, there's there's a lot more you know it, Bellamy really is I mean this is this is what it's all about, you know what I mean like it's it's quite easy yeah. uh, to play fantasy football and go out and buy the best players and and hope this thing works but you know, behind the scenes, whilst it's hard to believe these NRL coaches are coaching, they're teaching their players. And if if Bellamy can elevate some of these players, I I think it's going to be pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, they're definitely, you you can tell in Santa, definitely missing, you know, those Bromwich boys that they I felt like their forward pack really lent on in, in those times where you might need a rev up or you might need some inspiration. So hopefully, you know, some of their boys in their forward pack and, take on that role and, um, and yeah. be a source of inspiration, I guess.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, cause they're so reliant on Nass, you know, Nelson, you know, cause without him, you know, everyone loves Welshie, but, uh, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's a, he's a different body type for sure. Um, you know, a couple of players keep an eye on from Melbourne this year, uh, Xavier Coates needs to get moving. You know, really does. You know, you think about yeah. Melbourne don't have a lot of cash to spend outside of their spine they they threw him some dollars uh and they were, were really expecting him to really um you know sort of yeah be that dominant winger and that's not really Melbourne's style they don't usually go out and buy an outside back like that I thought that was a really strange decision um you know not from a talent perspective so yeah keep an eye on Xavier I think he's got a big big year coming ahead and Jerome Hughes again you talk about some players that are just a little bit underrated. Um yeah Jerome I I, I rate him. I think he's a very, very special player. Yeah. He'll come back in and just take a lot of pressure off Kim um, Munster, um, and let's keep an eye on Pezet because um, he, he is an NRL player. It's just a matter of you know where he's going to end up in his future as well. All right, let's tip it. Uh, Storm Roosters down there in Melbourne. Uh, very difficult to yeah. play. You're going go to go the Chooks?
1: Obviously, yeah. I'll go. I'll be going Roosters.
0: All right, excellent. Well, just just to be a little bit different, I'll go the Storm. Uh, I don't say it with my chest out with a lot of confidence, but uh, I'm you going know, the the too. Yeah, I, favorite. I, I think that's good value. Yeah, I think that's good value, and um, you know, the Storm they 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 looked really really tough against the Bunnies last week, so we'll we'll go we'll go with we'll go with the Storm. All right, next one. Uh, again with our crystal ball, thinking about limitless. You know, being about being limitless is about, you know, obviously challenging things may happen, but you know you overcome adversity. Um, and a lot of the players that are playing the NRL have certainly done that. So but you think about some of the best players in in our competition. So player of the week, looking ahead, who do you think is a player looking ahead to round six that will really stand out for you, Bryce?
1: I'm really uh, excited to watch uh, drink, uh, Scotty drink water and uh, Potter being back in that, in that starting setting for Cowboys. So. And, they're, and they're coming against the, I would say, understrength Dolphins team with having two of their uh, out 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 an injury. So I'm i I'm excited to watch Scotty Drink Water, get back out there and, and and play some footy.
0: Yeah. And you you'd reckon that Todd will be he'll be, he will be hoping that they that they'll just come in and, and things will kick back into gear because the Cowboys have not looked like themselves and you don't want them to be one year wonders. You know, they're better than that. They've got so much talent yeah. and you talk about some teams you just like you know, again, I'm I'm a blue through and through, so you know it's hard to say anything nice about a Queenslander, but uh, it's great to see you know the Cowboys doing well in the competition. Got a lot of love for uh, Chad, Chatty Townsend as well, but uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. um I think that's a fair call. Who knew Scotty Drinkwater such a such a key player? Uh, mine is going to be Latrell Mitchell. Uh, some really strange media. I mean, we know right with Latrell, like he. I don't know. Everything he does is in the media. I mean, I, I, I don't know why he does it to be honest. He, he's, he's the, he, he is a player who I actually think would have given the game away. You know, I, I just think it's incredible that he continues to put up with the shit that he does. Um, but, but during the week, you know, he got chipped a little bit for his production, um, you know, in a couple of games and things like that, just be careful poking the bear. I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. the bunnies bulldogs clash, that's going to be epic. The, but Latrell will have these moments where you know he, he might go a little bit cold, you know, based on his levels. But again, be careful. I, I think there's going to be something special out of Latrell, and if it's not this if it's not this week, um, keep an eye on him over the next couple of weeks. Again, gamble responsibly. There, Latrell Mitchell. All right. To round us off, let's talk all things PDRL. Bryce, physical disability rugby league. Um, again, the point of, I guess, creating PDRL media. Um, was to yeah bring a little bit of awareness um to the to the code uh to the competition um i'll I'll give you first crack at just kind of explaining it but yeah it's it's a really unique code unique competition but um yeah something that's growing internationally
1: yeah it's definitely a, a exciting sport you know you have people with physical disability ranging from you know you've got amputees people with cerebral palsy you know stuff like that, and you see them get out there and essentially whack each other. You know, you don't really. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was saying, I think I was at a conference once, and I was. I was about why, why do you love, PDL so much? And you know, there's no other sport you get to see, stable people getting in there and and putting shots on it and and stuff like that. So, exciting times. You know, just came back from that that World Cup, so we have got some great plans ahead, and hopefully just get a nice, consistent uh season out and. And yeah, keep preparing for the
0: future. Yeah, it, it is an incredible uh competition for sure. It was founded by local legend uh here in Sydney, George Tonner. Um, you know, back in the I think about 2010 came up with the idea of, you know, um, sort of you know building yeah, building the rules, you know what I mean? Like that that that's you know, probably one of the most impressive things that George was able to do. And then obviously, you know, slowly, you know, build this sport. Um, and yeah, operates in Sydney at the moment up in Queensland a little bit as well. And, you know, really connects in well with some of the NRL franchises. So this year, I think in New South Wales, we've got, you know, the roosters, uh, we've got the West tigers, um, we got South Sydney and we've got your Newtown town, jets as well. So, um, yeah, very, very, very impressive. And it's just growing, you know, uh, we've had, um, international tests as well, Australia coming up against the Kiwis. And then, as you mentioned, and um, we'll get into this more in future episodes, the World Cup, um, incredible, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to captain your country. So, well, anyway, there's a little bit of a teaser for future episodes. But, yeah, look, you know, um, let's continue to to spread the message around PDRL. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. So uh, we've got our website. Check check that out. Um, and if you know anyone that might be interested in the sport, get, get them involved. Uh, why do I... You know, what, what's what's my thing with, with PDRL? Why do I love it so much? You know, for me, I, I think it comes down to, you know, often, and I can say this because I have a disability, you know, you, you can sometimes look at people with a disability and there's just that automatic sense of sympathy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, poor Dan, poor Dan, and having that bone disease, that must be really tough. And you know what I mean? And be fragile and, you know, like, no, like get down, that, yeah. get down to local ground. Like, you know, it's just not it's just, it's just not what we're about. You know what I mean? Like people with physical disabilities, you know, some of the toughest people you'll ever meet the adversity and the things that they've gone through just means that they are, you know, they love it. And so you, 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 you put that recipe with the toughest sport, you know, in in the world, in rugby league, and it's just this perfect mix. So yeah, really cool game. Um, really great, continues to grow and really excited about it. But, um, but, Bryce, that's all the time we have this week. Awesome uh, first-up episode as we get to talk all things rugby league. Uh, really excited yeah. to continue to bring um, yeah, yeah plenty more content here on the Limitless uh, podcast um, to our listeners. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, as always, share with family, friends. Uh, let's continue to grow this community together. And until next week, we'll uh, we'll catch you then. Thanks, guys.